Hey, in today's English lesson, I'm going to teach you five English expressions used in real life by native English speakers. That means you must know these five English expressions. Are you ready? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. The first English expression is to look down on somebody. Good job. Again, after me to look down on somebody. Excellent. Last time to look down on somebody. Great job. Now I'm helping you with your English pronunciation, but if you want to learn even more about English pronunciation and English in general, you can download my app English with Tiffany. The link is right in the description. Now, what does this expression mean? It means to think of or treat someone or something. We normally speak about someone as unimportant or unworthy of respect. Think about middle school students. Sometimes they don't respect their teachers. Sometimes they think that their teachers don't know anything. In these situations, you can say, ah, middle school students sometimes look down on their teachers. Makes sense, right? Okay. Here's an example sentence to help you learn how to use this in real life. I've looked down on Timothy ever since I learned he cheated the company. Prior to him cheating the company and stealing money from the company, I valued his opinion. I respected him. But after he cheated the company, I started looking down on him. I don't respect him anymore. Here's another example sentence. Scott has looked down upon me. Upon is okay. Upon me ever since the scandal took place last year. Prior to the scandal, Scott valued my opinion. But Scott has looked down upon me ever since the scandal took place last year. Makes sense, right? Good. Here's another example sentence. His fans look down on him now that they've learned it's all a lie. They respected him, but now they don't. His fans look down on him now that they've learned it's all a lie. Makes sense, right? Again, expression number one that you must know to look down on somebody. Now, the second expression is just as important after me to frown upon something. Ooh, good job again to frown upon something. Excellent. Last time to frown upon something. Great job. Now this just means to have or express an unfavorable opinion of again, to have or express an unfavorable opinion of, for example, I remember when I was in South Korea, right? My teacher, my friends and I, we were all teachers, right? And at the end of the day, we would, you know, close everything out, cut the lights off and we'd leave our Institute and it would be late at night. So I remember walking home, walking back to our apartment and we saw a group of teenage boys, teenagers, maybe 15 or 16, and they were smoking. Now we frown upon teenagers smoking because it's not good for their health and they're too young. So we frown upon that activity. We don't think it's good. And my fellow teacher, my friend, she saw them smoking and she took off running and she chased them yelling at them saying, don't smoke. And she really did run. It was quite funny. 
But again, because we frown upon teenagers smoking makes sense, right? Again, we don't think it's a favorable thing to do. We have an unfavorable opinion of teenagers smoking. Now check out this example sentence. My building frowns upon smoking indoors. Makes sense. I spoke about teenagers smoking, but my building frowns upon smoking indoors. What about this example sentence? These days, most people frown upon not wearing a mask in public. You know, we experienced the COVID pandemic, right? So everyone had to start wearing masks. So most people these days frown upon not wearing a mask in public. And finally, this example sentence, people have always frowned upon burping out loud, right? It seems a little bit rude. So again, people have always frowned upon, have an unfavorable opinion of burping out loud. Makes sense, right? The second expression again, to frown upon something. Excellent. Now the third expression is very important for you to understand and to know how to use it. The expression is to get away with something again, to get away with something good again after me to get away with something. Woo. Excellent. Last time to get away with something. Very good. Now this just means to escape blame or punishment when you do something wrong. Again, to escape blame or punishment when you do something wrong. I remember when I was a counselor, I worked with some young people. Uh, they call it pathfinders at my church. It's basically girl scouts and boy scouts for church, right? And we were working with the children and something happened. One of the children actually disrespected one of the counselors. She was an older lady and he disrespected her. But we didn't know for sure if he had done it or not. And his friends were saying he didn't do it. So he was getting away with what he did because no one knew for a fact if it was him or not. He was escaping punishment or blame. Now in the end, he did admit it, but at the beginning, he was getting away with it. Makes sense, right? All right, here we go. Here's an example sentence. The popular kids seem to get away with everything again. The popular kids seem to escape blame or punishment. They get away with everything. Second, the youngest sibling gets away with more than the older siblings. I wasn't a bad kid, but yes, this is the belief. The youngest sibling gets away with more than the older siblings. My sister would say that. Here we go. Third, the third sentence is, I can't believe we didn't get away with that. I thought it was a solid plan. All right. We didn't get away with it. I thought it was a solid plan. So again, the third expression is to get away with something. Now we have more expressions, but I want to let you know, I am teaching you expressions used in real life by native English speakers. So if you really want to learn more and start sounding like a native English speaker, I want to help you. I want to be your teacher moving forward. Go to EnglishFluencyPlan.com www.englishfluencyplan.com or hit the link in the description and you'll learn even more than you're learning right now. So here's the fourth expression in all honesty. Good again, 
In all honesty. Excellent. Last time in all honesty. Great job. Now this just means we use it when we're saying something that might be disappointing or upsetting. Like, Hey, in all honesty, like I need to be honest. I know this might not come out right. It might not sound good to you, but I, I need to be honest. So again, it's used when you are saying something that might be disappointing or upsetting. So let's check out some example sentences. Here we go. In all honesty, the real problem was me. In all honesty, it wasn't you. I know we blamed you, but when I thought about it over again, I realized it was me. In all honesty, the real problem was me. Makes sense, right? Here we go. Next example sentence. In all honesty, I wish it had never happened to begin with. I wish we had never gotten together. I wish the re this relationship right here, I wish it had never started. In all honesty, I know this might be uncomfortable for you. I wish it had never happened to begin with. You see what's happening, right? And again, again, this is an expression we use as native English speakers. And you want to sound like a native English speaker. Another example. In all honesty, I know you, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but in all honesty, you shouldn't date her. I know you're attracted to her. I know you like being around her, but in all honesty, as your friend, you shouldn't date her. Makes sense, right? Okay, here we go. The final expression, expression number five is to tell the truth. Good. Again, to tell the truth. Excellent. Last time after me to tell the truth. Great job. Now this just means we use it actually to say that one is stating what one really thinks. So we use it. We want to say exactly what we are thinking to tell the truth, to tell you the truth. Both are okay. I want to tell you exactly what I'm thinking. What's on my mind. Here's an example sentence. Here we go. The example sentence that I want you to understand so that you can use it like a native English speaker. I didn't really like the movie to tell you the truth. Imagine a situation you go to the mall, then you go to the movies with your friends and you're watching this movie and your friends are like, man, this movie's amazing. You finish the movie and you walk out of the theater and everyone's like, "Woo! that was the best movie I have ever seen. Um, I didn't really like the movie to tell you the truth. You want to give your true heart. You want to tell what you're really thinking. Makes sense, right? Here we go. Another example sentence to tell the truth. I couldn't hear a word. He said, I don't know what he was saying. Even though it looked like I was listening. I don't know what he was talking about to tell the truth. And finally, here we go to tell the truth. I was afraid to see him. I, I was honestly afraid to meet my dad. I've been adopted. And then my dad came, not my story, but I, to tell the truth, I, I was afraid to see him. Makes sense, right? Excellent. All right. So today you learned five new English expressions to help you sound like a native English speaker. Remember, if you want to keep studying with me, all you have to do is go to www.englishfluencyplan.com. The link is in the description. I can't wait to see you. Until next time, I'll talk to you later.
You still there? Ha <laughs> ha! You know what time it is. Here we go. It's story time. Hey, I said it's story time. All right. Today's story is kind of funny. So this happened when I was living in South Korea, right? We're talking about, you know, expressions. We talked about expressions in our lesson today. So I want to tell you the truth. To tell you the truth, um, I really don't like bugs. I, I'm not afraid of them, but I don't like bugs, to tell you the truth. I specifically don't like cockroaches. I don't like roaches at all, at all. I don't mind, you know, um, ants. I don't mind insects like that, ants or, you know, grasshoppers. I don't mind them. But cockroaches, no, no. So, one morning, uh, at this point in time when I was a teacher in South Korea, I had to teach early morning classes. But my roommate, who was also a teacher, had to teach even earlier than I did. So she had a 6 a.m. class and I had a 7 a.m. class. So she was a very nice individual. She's from South Africa. And so one morning, again, we both woke up. I was in the kitchen just preparing my breakfast. And she had gotten up earlier than me because she had to go teach a class. So she was doing her makeup in the bathroom and she was getting ready to walk out of the door. I was making something in the kitchen and then I had stepped into my room and all of a sudden I heard a scream, but it was a scream of fear and it was super loud. Remember it was early in the morning, about 5:40 in the morning because her class started at six. So I rushed out of my room because I was so concerned. I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? She said, Tiff, look, now, remember I told you I don't like cockroaches. I looked on the ground and there was an insect that I had never seen in my entire life. I'm going to describe it to you. It was a mix of a cockroach and also a grasshopper. They had basically had a baby and it was huge. I'm not going to lie. It was probably this big and it was on the ground. So she said, Tiff, kill it. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. To tell you the truth, I don't like bugs like that. Nope. <laughs> so we were standing there looking at it. It was big. It was ugly. It had antennas and big legs. She said, Tiff, but I have to go to class. I said, honey, I can go in my room and shut the door. I'm not, I'm not doing it, right? So we're both kind of laughing, kind of scared. And then as we're talking, she moves towards it. She got her shoe. She was going to kind of hit the, hit the uh, insect. And it jumped. Remember I told you it's like a grass, grasshopper and cockroach had a baby. It didn't just jump like hop. I'm not kidding you. It jumped as high as I am. It jumped in the air and I was looking eye to eye. That's how high it jumped. It jumped up and forward. I don't want to scream right now, but we both let out a scream. I ran to my room, slammed my door. She ran to her room and slammed her door. It jumped up and forward. I said, no, 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 not today. Not today. Nope. <laughs> I ran to my room and she ran to her room. Now we're both in our rooms and we're trying to figure out. She has to go to work. I have to get ready for work because I had to take a shower and get ready for work. This insect beast was in our living room and was now just hopping around. So we're talking to each other through our doors. I said, we have to get it because we have to go to work. What are we going to do? She said, Tiff, I'm not killing it. I said, I'm not killing it either. So we came to a resolution. I said, listen, if I don't see it, I'm okay. She said, I'm okay with that. So I opened my door and I didn't see it. She opened her door and she didn't see it. And I said, listen, little bug beast, 
I hope you hear me. As long as you don't show yourself, we are okay. You stay in your lane, you stay in your area, wherever you are, and don't come out. And I went to take a shower, and she went to work. And we didn't kill the bug, but we never saw it again. <laughs> Listen to me. I want you to understand, maybe you all have this bug in your country. I literally had to look it up because that bug does not exist in America. I'm in Maryland. I've never seen that bug in my life in Maryland. I only saw it when I was in Korea. Maybe you have it in your country. I don't think it hurts you, but it jumps high and forward. I'm not doing it. Jump high and forward, don't do it. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this story. Maybe you have your own bug story or bug beast story. All right, guys, have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you in the next lesson.